Welcome, my flourishing friends, to episode number 29. In today's episode, we are going to answer the question, what exactly is sustainable well-being? You've heard me talk about it, and sure, it sounds like a great concept, but what exactly is it, and how do I get some? It's an exciting one. Let's dive in. I'm Christina Hunter, and you are listening to the Live Well Green podcast, all about sustainable well-being and green living. We explore how to do what is good for the planet and for ourselves in order to truly flourish. get into today's episode, I just want to give a shout out to a listener who took the time to submit a review of the Live Well Green podcast. Thank you so much. It means so much to me because those reviews lead to more people being able to see the podcast and this information being available to them. So a quick shout out to Sarah Coniglio, who writes... So informative and interesting. The first time I listened to Christina's podcast, I could tell I was going to learn a lot. Learn a lot about topics that aren't well covered in the world. Her breadth of knowledge is so apparent in every single episode, and the information she relays is so interesting. I take all of this learning to better my practices in many areas of my life, and it gives me hope for a better world to live in. Thank you, Christina, for imparting all of this helpful information. You have a gift, and I am grateful to be on the receiving end of it. Sarah. Wow, that was so, so sweet of you. I really appreciate the review, and I'm so glad that you are enjoying the content. And more importantly, you're making positive changes in your own way. That is amazing. Thank you for doing that. Okay, so in today's episode, we are going to deal with the question, what is sustainable well-being? Well, when we think about sustainable, we know that the word is defined in the Merriam-Webster dictionary anyways, as a method of harvesting or using a resource so that the resource is not depleted or permanently damaged. Now, when this is defined in the context of environmental sustainability, as taken from the Brundtland Commission report in 1987, sustainability means meeting our own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. But now we all have likely learned ways in which we can be more sustainable in terms of our environmental sustainability. When we think about composting or riding a bike rather than driving or simply producing less waste and using renewable energy sources and on and on and on. And that would all fit into that category of that concept of sustainability and sustainable living. And also, we might 
think about the fact that it feels good to be compassionate towards the planet and other beings. And yet it can still be really difficult to see how our sustainable behaviors are really positively affecting us on a personal level. That's where we get to some of the well-being ideas. Now, Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines well-being as a state of being happy, healthy, or prosperous. And according to Harvard's Center for Wellness and Health Promotion, well-being can include eight elements, such as relational, emotional, financial, spiritual, environmental, intellectual, vocational, and physical. So how do we actually connect sustainability with the well-being piece? Can we actually find personal well-being in looking after our mental and physical health and at the same time do what is right for the planet? Well, yes, we can. This is through sustainable well-being. The idea is that often sustainable behaviors and actions mean spending time in nature and nurturing our own connection with the natural world, or consuming resources with consideration for the future, for future generations, and for the impact that that consumption has on others and on the planet. And this means that we are actually doing something that we believe in. Lots of people don't really realize that sustainable behaviors and environmental actions can actually have a positive effect on our own well-being. And similarly, actions that benefit us in terms of our physical, mental, and spiritual well-being can also benefit the planet and society. So in essence, sustainable well-being is the intersection of personal well-being with social and environmental sustainability. It's all about living lighter on the planet and also living well for yourself and for others. It's the convergence of these ideas of environmental sustainability, which we can think of as protecting nature and ecological restoration activities and ensuring that we have healthy functioning ecosystems. And it can also include our own personal connection to nature. And then it's also about social sustainability, where we focus on strong, healthy, resilient communities, where we have strong social justice and even strong interpersonal relationships, and we're taking action for positive change. Finally, it is also seeing that intersect with our personal well-being, where we think about that being the physical, mental, and spiritual well-being of ourselves. And we know that there are so many benefits to thinking about our sustainable well-being in this way. The fruits of taking actions in those areas include things like engaged citizens, and food security for everyone, and societies where we know that Black lives matter, where we have healthy communities and healthy people with access to health care and clean drinking water and education, and we have good governance, and we have green jobs and strong Indigenous rights and reduced inequalities in society. 
where we live in sustainable cities and have strong women's rights and healthy oceans and more sustainable forms of consumption. We have good forms of public transportation. We take action on climate change. We have sustainable agriculture. These things are all the fruits of working towards sustainable well-being. This is what we are striving towards when we work for well-being, when it is centered on sustainable, healthy environments and communities and people. So that's really what we're talking about. We're understanding that when we seek to live better for ourselves and for others and the planet, this all goes hand in hand and overlaps and even can be really joyful and a lot of fun. That leads us to the term sustainable happiness. Now, this term was coined by Dr. Catherine O'Brien of Cape Breton University in Canada. And she describes sustainable happiness as happiness that contributes to individual, community, or global well-being and does not exploit other people, the environment, or future generations. End of quote. So similar to sustainable well-being, sustainable happiness is connecting our personal or global happiness with treating the planet well and living more sustainably. It acknowledges that living more sustainably also generates happiness, and many of the things that bring us happiness are also environmentally sustainable. So we can think of lots of activities like going sledding in the winter with friends. You know, that would be very sustainable and bringing a lot of joy and happiness, as well as being good for our physical bodies and our mental health. So we have all sorts of things that are associated with overlap there. Now, Dr. O'Brien has written and taught extensively on the topic of sustainable happiness, and she even brought this concept to the attention of the United Nations. And I've had the privilege of meeting her a few times and discussing these ideas with her. Now, as the Happiness Research Institute stated, and I quote, Perhaps the connection between sustainability and happiness is best illustrated by the concept of sustainable happiness, which was coined by Catherine O'Brien, an associate professor of education at Cape Breton University in Canada. Sustainable happiness is happiness that contributes to individual, community, or global well-being without the exploitation of other people, the environment, or future generations. When perceived this way, it is no longer possible to imagine a future where the pursuit of happiness is not somehow connected to sustainability. As the human species continues its quest for happiness and well-being, more emphasis must be placed on sustainability and the interaction between sustainability and happiness. End of quote. So, we know that this is a really important connection between happiness and sustainability. And the other part of sustainable well-being that I'd like to bring to light here is the importance of connecting to nature. 
Now, it's one of the key concepts of sustainable well-being in that we know that we derive benefits from connecting with nature, in that we personally can feel better. And it also turns out we suspect that people tend to protect nature more when they have a stronger connection with nature. So that's really important. For many of us, there's also a strong concern over the disconnect from nature. And this was a term called nature deficit disorder, a popular phrase put forward by Richard Louvre. And he wrote in his book, The Nature Principle, and I quote, What would our lives be like if our days and nights were as immersed in nature as they are in technology? End of quote. Well, there is, as it turns out, lots of evidence to show that nature has real and lasting benefits on human health. For example, in a 2015 study by Bratman et al. in the Journal of Landscape and Urban Planning, they studied the impact of a nature experience on mood and cognition. So the participants did a series of psychological assessments at the beginning of the study, and then they were asked to go for a 50-minute walk in either nature or in an urban environment, and then they compared the two groups. And they found that the group that walked in nature showed significant improvements in a variety of areas over the group that walked in the urban environment. The group who walked in nature showed a decrease in anxiety, rumination, decreased negative emotions, and an increase in positive emotions, as well as other cognitive benefits in terms of having better memory performance on tasks. So it was a measurable improvement for those who took the walk in nature versus the urban environment. In another study in 2017 by Cox et al., published in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health, they showed that vegetation cover and bird abundance was positively associated with a lower prevalence of depression, anxiety, and stress. And then there was a 2018 study by Datsumbov et al. published in the Journal of Environment International. And in this study, they examined the relationship between blood pressure and exposure to nature in their daily lives of over 500 adults in Austria. And they found that higher levels of exposure to green space was associated with a 30 to 40% decreased chance of having either hyper or hypotension, high or low blood pressure. They found that tree cover also had a similar pattern associated with blood pressure. And even having a garden appeared to protect against high blood pressure. So their findings suggest that green space can protect against high and low blood pressure, but it still doesn't explain the underlying mechanisms. Now, there was a big review paper done in 2013 
by Kenninger et al. that was published in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. And in this paper, they looked at all of the papers associated with health and well-being studies associated with spending time in nature. And they found there were a number of areas in which there were positive results demonstrated in these large number of papers. They found in terms of psychological well-being, there were strong findings for increases in self-esteem, improved mood, reduced anger and frustration, reduced anxiety, and improved behavior. On the cognitive effects, they found positive effects for attentional restoration, reduced mental fatigue, improved academic performance, improved ability to perform tasks, and improved productivity. And finally, they also found improvements in physiological effects in terms of stress reduction, reduced blood pressure, reduced cortisol levels, reduced headaches, reduced mortality rates from circulatory diseases, faster healing, improved addiction recovery, reduced cardiovascular respiratory disease, and long-term illness. So really incredible results in terms of psychological well-being, positive cognitive effects, and physiological effects as well. All right, so there's a strong case in the research to prove that we should be spending time in nature, which is one of the keys of implementing sustainable well-being. But what does it really look like and how do we implement it? Well, we can think of it in terms of on the personal level, understanding our need to be healthy and happy and finding the sources of health and happiness in our own lives. And that will be slightly different for every one of us. And then we can also look at it in terms of community, being part of a community where we contribute and give and also where we know others are there for us is also a big part of sustainable well-being. And then finally, in terms of the environment, ensuring that our actions align with our beliefs and our desires for ecological sustainability. And you can find more on this in my blog entry called Finding Sustainable Well-Being on my website. But the key is to remember that sustainable well-being is really the convergence of environmental sustainability with social sustainability with personal well-being. And we can really gain happiness from doing something that is good for others and good for the planet. And when we connect with nature, there are all kinds of benefits for our own bodies and minds, as well as it helps us to better relate to the environment and be more motivated to protect it. And there are, of course, a multitude of benefits when we take care of our body and mind. So how do we do this? Well, on a day-to-day basis, I'm going to encourage you to think about sustainable well-being as a filter in your decision-making, in your activities and purchases, and the choices that you make in your daily life. So rather than asking it to be everything all the time and perfect, I'm going to suggest just ask yourself, does it benefit at least two of the three aspects of sustainable well-being? 
Either is it environmentally sustainable, socially beneficial, or contributing to your personal well-being? If we can check off two of those boxes, we know we're on the right track towards sustainable well-being. And that is a very worthwhile cause. Now, to sum up the sentiment of what this sustainable well-being concept is all about, I want to read to you the poem called Wild Geese by the venerable Mary Oliver, the American poet. And she writes, You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. End of quote. So, that is the answer to what is sustainable well-being. The key messages I would love for you to take away from today's episode are that the definition of sustainable in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary is a method of harvesting or using a resource so that the resource is not depleted or permanently damaged. And sustainability in terms of the environmental sustainability definition relates to meeting our own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. And really, when we talk about sustainable well-being, we want to get at both of those definitions. And when we combine this with the idea of well-being, we get to a way of living that is good for the planet, good for society, and good for us personally. Sustainable well-being is the intersection of ecological sustainability, which is ecological restoration and protection of natural systems, as well as the human connection to nature, and social justice, the positive relationships that we want to have, and taking action for change, and finally, personal well-being, the physical mental, and spiritual well-being of ourselves. And the fruits of sustainable well-being are numerous. They include healthy ecosystems, resilient communities, healthy people where Black lives matter, and we have strong Indigenous rights, equality for women, sustainable cities, and on and on and on. And this concept of sustainable well-being is connected to the idea of sustainable happiness because we know we derive happiness from doing actions and 
purchases that align with our values. And then finally, we know there are proven benefits to spending time in nature. There are mental, cognitive, and physiological benefits to being in nature. And in order to bring sustainable well-being into your life, just ask yourself, does this activity or this purchase positively contribute to at least two aspects of sustainable well-being, either ecological sustainability, social well-being, or personal well-being? Let me leave you with one last quote from Hans Christian Andersen who wrote, Just living isn't enough, said the butterfly. One must have sunshine, freedom, and a little flower. End of quote. That's all for now. If you are interested in exploring these issues further, please do head on over to my website. It is christinahunterflourishing.com. That's Christina with a K. And there you will find my free resources. In particular, I'd love for you to have a look at the Sustainable Wellbeing Starter Kit. It will get you going in thinking about how to apply sustainable well-being in your life. And I also have a green home guide for helping you to implement the environmental sustainability at home. There, please do sign up for my newsletter. It's full of resources and inspiration and news from the flourishing community. And if you are looking for a great way to send a gift to a friend with cancer, please do check out the unexpectedgiftbox.com. And finally, if you like what you are hearing, please leave me a review wherever you get your podcasts. I'd appreciate it so much. Well, I can't wait to talk to you again. Until then, live well green, my flourishing friends. Bye for now. Oh,